a lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. Hi, hello, hey. I'm Rachel. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew and Swallow. I think that's going to be a good one. Thank you. I've been working on my bravado. Oh, wait. Vibrato. <laughs> Brava- but also my bravado. But also bravado. my bra- bravado. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this big elephant that's in the room right now. <laughs> What's that? Actually, I have two you big moving? elephants. Yes. So I moved. <laughs> Rachel's gone. Not that it was impacting the podcast. No, but. no, 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 no. But we did have to take a while off just so I could like get my shit together because let me tell you, this has been a anxious time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You moved your whole life for the first time in your life. In my life. Yeah. And in two weeks for that matter. Yeah, that was that was ballsy, gotta say. I mean, if I was going to do it, I had to do it then because I knew that if I had said no, I would have regretted it. This is you. I, this checks out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the other elephant I wanted to mention was my cat. The big cat in the room. Um, she's actually kind of small. <laughs> but she's big in this space. She's big with her mouth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so if you hear her meow or anything like that, just ignore it. She's very vocal. She likes to talk. Honestly, she's chilling on my lap right now, so she might she might be fine. Um, she also has a horrible haircut right now. Oh, yeah, I love her haircut. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's starting to grow out, though, so. It's a mullet for cats. It's a really shitty mullet. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go there to that to that uh, hair place. <laughs> the vet? Yeah, the vet. <laughs> For Mimi. I need to find a vet here. Oh, my gosh. Same. I don't trust doctors, though. I, you know what? I trust veterinarians more than I trust doctors, like human You've doctors. Been screwed. You've been screwed over by doctors. Listen, they can't blame me. I'm go- I go to the doctor and I'm like... What are all your legal disclaimers? <laughs> are you going to take my blood and charge me $500? Tell me the truth. Yeah. They be over there trying to just take all your money. So rude. This apartment complex is about to take my entire money. No way. It's expensive, man. You have to put your deposits down and stuff. Well, actually, my dad did it, but I have to pay him back. I'm not going to just let him pay for my living situation. No. And speaking um, of dads. Speaking of dads, that's a great segue. It's the dad of motorized vehicles. Segways. <laughs> that's it's true. It's such a dad vehicle. Or is it a vehicle? Like, what would you even No, that's totally. Yeah, no, that's a vehicle. Uh, well, you know what? It is a vehicle of sorts. It is a way to transport oneself, and it is a dad way, above all. I will say, right? let me open with this story, <laughs> since we are talking about dads today. Yes, please. I will open with this story. I don't remember whose birthday it was or what we were celebrating, but when we were in Raleigh, like all of my family together, we were out drinking and like we were bar hopping, which I haven't done with my family before. It was very fun. And then my dad just decides there's a lot of segues in Raleigh, as you will uncover. But my dad just oh, like 
decides that he's going to get one of these segways and speed off into the distance with my cousin. With my, he just gets on a set. I'm just walking down the street. Dominic. Okay. Okay. I'm walking down the street. And then all of a sudden, broom, he <laughs> rolls past me in a Segway. I'm like, I'm not finding you. <laughs> I don't know where he went. So there's your proof. That's the se- Segway is the dad vehicle. It really is. It really is. But you know what? They're so fun. I've never been on a Segway. Dude, they're so fun. Is you it really worth it. it? I would do it. Like in oh a, a should, I, should I do a Segway tour or is yes. Segway like a really the tour or should I like the tour is fun. You know what? When I come to Pittsburgh, I want to do a Segway tour. I don't know if they have a Segway tour in Pittsburgh. They have a Segway. Every fucking city in the goddamn <laughs> U.S. Has the U.S. A loves tour. their Segways. They do. <laughs> that brings us in to our topic of the day, which is dads. I bet you're wondering what we're going to talk about. Dads being dudes. Great. Dads being dudes. Great question. We're going to talk about them just being dudes. And I being dudes. I have a very in bros and guys (laughs) (laughs) and men and males of all ages. (laughs) Very mask of them. (laughs) Very. I. You know what? I love a feminine man. You do love it. That's why. Because you, your dad's very feminine. And you know what? Best icon ever. Because a man who can be feminine and like you can be masculine. Don't get me wrong. But like a man, a man who can be feminine also is going to appeal to so many more people. It's going to know himself oh, no. better than most other men because That's they true. open themselves up to different kinds of like self-understandings. I don't know. Human I emotion. Stand by that. That's what me and my boyfriend struggle with. He bottles all his feelings up inside. Oh, Tony, he does. But like, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, I I cannot keep them inside. I will cry at the drop of a hat. That's why you guys are a good balance, though. That's true. We do balance each other out. Okay. He's ridiculous. All I'm, right. We I'm, need to get into this. I'm going to get into the history. It's a very little brief history this is not a very in-depth episode because we're literally talking about dads here. There's not a, there's no research published. <laughs> Speaking of dads, do you have a, a, a drink? I had my drink um, and Maddie's on oh. a budget. So okay, okay. I was Understood. drinking, in fact, straight vodka. Go ahead and judge me um, because I never do you that. You fuck I know. with me about my vodka love. I know. Okay. I was drinking straight vodka, hmm. but I didn't have any wine and like, The closest second to that is either straight whiskey or straight vodka. And I've been drinking both or I've been drinking whiskey a lot. And I was like, I need a change. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can't relate, but I understand what you're going through. Yeah, I just need to need to shake it up (laughs) in my in my old age of 26. (laughs) Dude, um, Trader Joe's has three dollar wine. Let me tell you something about Trader Joe's in Pennsylvania. Yes, please. Give me the tea on Trader Joe's. I walked in to a Trader Joe's with my family. That was the first thing I did in Pittsburgh. No joke. I walked into a Trader Joe's. Well, and yeah, you got to get that wine. Exactly. So I go over to the section for wine and there is none. And so <gasps> I'm like, what the fuck? And my parents and I go up to the customer service and we're like, 
hello, where is the wine? And they said, we don't serve wine in grocery <gasps> stores in this state. Um, excuse me? So I have to go to a specific designated, it's called Fine Wine and Good Spirits, to buy all of my alcohol, except unless I want to shop at this place called The Giant Eagle, which is just a ripoff. And they only sell beer and wine um, in some of those locations. But yeah. That is some bullshit. Isn't that wild? It's like going, you have to go to an ABC store pretty much anytime you want any kind of alcohol. That's crazy. I know. I cannot get everything at the grocery store. Got to get my eggs and my booze separately. That's so annoying. I hate that for you. And worst of all, I can't get any Trader Joe's wine. Like, yes, I need alcohol, but like I wanted the Trader Joe's wine specifically. Girl, order that shit online or something. I wonder if I can. I haven't looked into that. I wonder if you can get it off Amazon. They don't do that. on. I've looked at Amazon. I don't know about wine, but I tried to order whiskey and I was like, you know, I'm not surprised that they don't sell whiskey on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, liquor is a different, a whole different license and shit like that. I but mean, you would I you would, would think that the South would have greater regulations for alcohol. No. That's true. Like, what the fuck are yeah. they on over there in Pittsburgh? I know. I was very surprised. I was like, well, you know what? I already made this choice. So here I am. Damn it. <laughs> if only you knew about the wine. <laughs> right. I'm like, you guys are missing out. <laughs> you would have changed your whole decision. Right. <laughs> Everything. I would have stayed exactly where I was. Because of the alcohol. <laughs> Correct. Who knew I had we a good? We don't have a problem. We don't have a problem. It's fine. We don't have. But then again, this city is all about. Pittsburgh is all like, oh, we're, you know, some kind of city with a drinking problem. I forget that they have a lot of sayings here. And I'm like, you have a drinking problem, but you can't buy alcohol anywhere. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Doesn't make sense to me. Also, they have sayings everywhere in the North. They do. They do. And they make fun of me all the time. But sometimes there's a difference between I'm learning. There's a difference between the southern sayings like, gosh, it must be half past tractor on this midnight, you know, like things that they say all the time. It's like I was born and raised in the south. And so like I'm used to hearing that kind of stuff. But like it was never a part of my vocabulary. But like, you know, so it's like when I went up north, they have a bunch of other shit that they say, but it's just like colloquialism. Jesse was like uh, half dozen in one and some dozen in the other. I'm like, why don't you just say it? Why don't you just say it? <laughs> just say it's the same thing. You gotta you gotta learn a whole new language. Whole new language. All right, we really do need to get into this topic. We have been chatting. Okay, so the little, the history I got on dads. So we're opening with the persona of hunter-gatherer dad. Now, what would you say your understanding of the hunter-gatherer dad is back in in the days? Burp for you. Thank you. Also, um, I would say they went out and they um, killed the animals to eat and they did the farming and they brought the goods back to mama and then she would cook them. So I thought that too. This is incorrect. What? It was only true in a minority of tribes. Yes, it existed, but it was not the overarching you know, theme of dads and these kind of tribes and societies that they had created. So the fathers were present in most or even all of the time. And then in some cases, both sexes would hunt and forage together. And then there was like this culture of pride among men that they were close to their children. So they were very 
at home fathers and they did they shared all the responsibilities isn't that crazy well shit obviously the u.s didn't get anything from that i know well i'll get into that and in, in the like pre-industrial dad and the the like you know modern dad but in in primitive communities like that they, the men would actually carry the babies to like women are seen and portrayed carrying their babies and wraps and stuff because mm-hmm. it was dangerous for the babies to crawl around because like open fires and deadly insects, reptiles, you know, animals, creatures, all that stuff. And the fathers would carry their children a lot of the time, too. Oh, isn't that cool? Well, you know, in um, Ice Age, so random, but in Ice Age, um, the man that they find the baby and then they bring the the baby back to his daddy you remember is that the first ice age no yeah the very first oh it is yeah yeah it was the first ice age so it was the one where uh the little kid gets lost and he's like a toddler and then dad looks everywhere for him whatever and then um they bring the woolly mammoth i can't ever sid and um Sid's you know. the little, uh, oh my god, what he's is like he? He's like the sloth. Oh, the sloth. Yeah, and then the saber-toothed tiger. I can't remember. I'm obsessed with the was. saber-toothed tiger. Oh, I know. I'd fuck that tiger. That's one of the That's one of the cartoon animals that's on that list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, smash or pass? Hard smash. <laughs> like, that tiger can get it. Why do we only remember Sid? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the most memorable. Um, but anyway, yeah, when they find him at the end of the movie, the dad. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? Do you know the squirrel's name? Oh, it's something, it's like Chucks or something like that. <laughs> me, me and Chase literally had this conversation at lunch <laughs> and I, and I looked it up specifically and I cannot remember now. Oh my God. I did not remember that this is the name of the neighbor dude. Okay. So the squirrel's name is Scratch. <laughs> Scrat. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. Also, the woolly mammoth's name, I don't think this is accurate. Is Manfred? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not right. No way. It was like something basic. Yeah, it was, it was something different. It was and like then, Willard or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the Sabretooth's name was Diego, which is true. Tell me, is yeah. that not true? Is that right? He gives Diego vibes. I'm upset at the way I cannot remember this. Um, Manny. Manny. So his name was Manfred. Why would they put his full name on, on blast like that? You know? D- Diego. <laughs> Who picked the names? <laughs> anyway. The, okay. Anyway, the baby story. Tell me. Oh, so just at the end of the movie, the mom had passed away, I, I guess, from the Ice Age or whatever. And when they bring... Um, the baby back the dad has a like one of those wraps around his back and he like puts the baby back into his look at that historical accuracy yeah nice Mm -hmm. i always think of that if i see a dad with one of the baby slings i'm like oh ice age isn't it crazy that we're just now getting back into the ice age politics of family leave of just like now we are just seeing full true family leave at least in europe not fully in America yet, but I'm That's seeing because it because Europe continuously one ups the U.S. <laughs> the U.S. is just like on some shit about all of that. They're like, we at are first, every man at, for themselves. Yeah, but at first the U.S. was 
all right, okay, you're you're branching out, whatever the fuck, and then they made their whole society and their bullshit and their politics, and then it all went downhill from there, and the UK was like, huh, we told you. It was like that, and then, uh, yeah, no, they were just a spoiled child of the UK, because the UK ruined most of the world, and then America was like, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, do the opposite of what they did, but we're not gonna learn from our mistakes, no. and then the UK was like, we're gonna learn from our mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, they did. I feel like they really did. And even like the monarchy right now is going through a lot of reformations. I don't know what's mm. going to come of all that. But yeah, I watched The Crown for a while. I will say that's my yeah, one you education. Did, you did like that show. My mom loved that show. It's so good because it really goes into all the history of, of what that kind of system does. And it goes, yeah. into, of course, it's Queen Elizabeth centric, which queen. But Yeah, she's a bad bitch. Oh, oh my God. She messed up, of course. Like... Who well, okay, but everyone does in higher power. Yeah, but she really came out the gate like I'm trying to do this the right way, and she did it a lot of the time. She was she was truly a bad bitch. Rest in peace. Yeah, really, really, she was a bad bitch. She lived for fucking ever, man. I know. Also, the whole thing with like the drama between Harry and Meghan Markle and oh my um, god, Queen Elizabeth. I'm like y'all are re- like a little bit spoiled here. Like, I feel like you're being a little bit dramatic, being like, I don't want anything to do with anyone in the royal family. Me, 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 me. Like, you know, what? my favorite thing to say is if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Like, you know, you don't want to be a part of it. Don't be. It's fine. Like, just let them go. Because if they're if they don't want to be a part of it, you can't force them. And if yeah. like they're not going to be good at, at whatever they have to do in the royal family if they don't want to be there. So and like. Meghan Markle experienced some severe discrimination from the family. So it's yeah, like- but I'm not necessarily talking as much about her versus Harry. I feel like he could have gone about it the a different way. Like I feel like the whole thing was just a little bit dramatic on both sides. I think it's a but- new age thing. It's like this was going to yeah. happen eventually, and now that we're in these modern times where things are changing, it's uh, yeah, not surprising. I just I don't see how she really. I mean, I remember the wedding dress being like this huge deal do you remember that (laughs) yep like her wedding dress was like this huge deal to the entire royal family and i'm like y'all are being ridiculous right now the way that women have dressed historically in the royal family has been a huge point of attention i feel like always Mm -hmm. but even kate has gone out of there she is hi memes but even kate has like gone out of bounds a little bit oh yeah but i don't think she ever would have gotten as much uh backlash as megan did because megan is no but that's exactly why it's like okay the first time somebody of not the aryan race comes into the picture it's a huge deal are you guys kidding me for real what's the baby gonna look are you joking like really though give her a break bitch, the- that baby is gonna be white as fuck it's gonna be a white baby your her husband is a ginger a ginger you can't get more white than a ginger Sorry. come on also like if you're worried about the whiteness of your baby please stop <laughs> please stop <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, Queen Elizabeth was so old. This bitch, <laughs> this bitch was probably not thinking right, you know? I'm loving that. <laughs> Just saying, like, this bitch was ancient. Is she the one that cared about that? Because I don't remember hearing. I don't. Maybe I didn't pay attention. I don't remember if it was her that cared. I knew that it was a lot of the public. Like, a lot of the just world, general world public was like, what are your babies going to look like? And Megan was like, all right, that's it. 
Yeah, no, I remember people being like, oh, well, Queen, Queen Elizabeth being a bitch about, you know, Harry and Meghan and like whatever, but I'm not sure if that's true exactly. I'm wondering if it was the public because Queen Elizabeth was awesome. She was awesome. And, and yes, that- she made her mistakes and she's a very traditional, always put together woman, but like she kind of had to be and she was raised like that. She was raised as a queen. Yeah, no, but like also like what probably happened is she made some comments about being traditional and like going through these traditional you know whatever and that's probably what happened the public strung it out and then media probably you know elaborated on it oh absolutely made it this big deal made it seem like it was queen elizabeth's fault when it really probably wasn't it was probably just her being like saying something not even about that but and of course we still live in such a like rudimentary society as far as i'm concerned so people still believe in things like racism it's not surprising that Meghan markle of all people had to deal with that in the oh, royal yeah, family. Oh yeah, for sure. If you're in the public eye like that. And she was like an actress too. So like she was already in the oh, public yeah. eye. Then oh, to God. get even more fucking famous. I totally forgot that she was in suits. Okay, back. Okay, back to pre pre industrial dad. Are you ready? So sorry, this has been thirty minutes of just tangents. It's but yeah. totally good. It's totally good. <laughs> the dad jokes are yet to come. Get ready. Yes, I'm so excited. So when rationalism took hold in Europe, fathers were supposed to be detached leaders, and this is, I think, mostly the UK anyway. As we're speaking, like this rationalism was probably majority UK and some other surrounding, like a lot of development developed regions in Europe and then they they had to be like the night the classic 1950s dad this was true in America too of course where they didn't like the fathers didn't do what they were told they like they were supposed to be different right and the mothers were supposed to take care of the babies which goes hand in hand with them birthing it was just an easy excuse from what I understand and then in northern Europe it was different in the Mediterranean and in other parts of the world fathers have long been the key partners in the parenting team and then this was because of like large extended families all living in one place and it wasn't the norm um, until the late 19th century grandparents often died before grandchildren were born there was a lot of migration around the country so local neighborhood networks were disrupted and then women usually had trades quote unquote which were like weaving and brewing things like that and there was evidence that even quite educated fathers cared for their children and did housework to leave the women free to work and so as an example of routine father care, look at this like lullaby written in 1805. Hush thee, my baby, lie still with thy daddy. Oh my God, I can't read this with a straight face. <laughs> thy daddy. M- <laughs> this one kills me. Thy mammy has gone to the mill to grind thee some wheat, to make thee some meat. This meant bread. Uh, <laughs> oh, my dear baby, lie still. Daddy and Mammy on the case. <laughs> so we love that Mammy. Love Mammy. Rural, We're so proud of her. Mammy is a feminist. <laughs> Mammy is doing the work here. So rural life was regulated by daylight, and then the winter fathers could only be away from the lighted house or the cottage for a few hours. And in summer, the whole family often worked together in the fields. So this is still kind of carrying over from this, like, what did I say this was? The hunter-gatherer dad. Um, And even in wealthy families, children slept with their parents in the nursery in the attic. Didn't appear architecture until the late 19th century. custody they shoved their kids in the attic? This is like apparently something, it's in quotes. So nursery in the attic was a 19th century thing where I guess children 
they were they grew up in the attic in their nursery ew i don't remember i don't remember ever hearing anything about that or knowing me neither especially like when you go to like historical um homes and you do like the little tour or whatever they always show the nursery inside the bedroom of the parents right so i think this might be an exclusively wealthy thing because it says in the wealthy families that this was the case so i mean I don't know. And, like, they had a lot of wet nurses in families like this, like, really rich families that would just raise the kids anyway. Why is the nurse wet? You never heard that term, wet nurse? No. I don't know why. I think – actually, I don't know why. I'm not going to (laughs) guess. I'm just going to keep not guessing. And then also in this period, custody of children after formal or informal divorces often went to fathers, which is very interesting because that's not the case anymore. And since only 8% of mothers died in childbirth, many more men than women were lone parents. Isn't that funny? Because being killed through childbirth was more common. Men would be the caretakers. Wild. Yeah. I couldn't imagine my dad being the only one when we were babies. Oh, yeah. No, it seems like near impossible. Imagine you're a dad and your wife, like the love of your life, has just given birth and she dies and you're left with an infant. Yeah. My dad needed directions to put on a diaper, so. (laughs) I love that for Jeff. There's a video when my brother was a baby. I can't remember if it Actually, I can't remember if it was me or my brother. But my dad's like looking at the diaper and he he unravels the whole thing. And he's like looking at it. Um, It's on a VHS tape, if you know what that is. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I mean, I know you do. I meant. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Said, yeah, I do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's one of our family videos. And he goes, where's the directions? No way. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like looking all over the diaper. And I think it was a joke. But at the same time, it's like I could see my dad being that way, though. He he would looking around the diapers and being like, where's the directions? You know what? Fair point, Jeff. Those things are difficult to figure out. And nobody tells you how to put them on. They are. And the little like Velcro stupid ass shit. (laughs) Like, we'll just fall off. That's so true. What kind like of the little fastening like, flag is that? things that you pull around to Velcro on the diaper to, like, hold it on there on the hips just falls off It sometimes. sure does. And God and forbid just, it be exposed to water. I know. And then I just waste a whole fucking diaper because this fucking flap came off. Like, oh, my God. Thank God you. my babysitting days are over. <sighs> I'm so glad I don't change diapers. So glad. We've moved on. Yes, we have. But the industrial dad follows the the pre-industrial dad. And so a lot of the mothers and children worked in factories because we got to love child labor laws. <laughs> but um, I mean, if you got hands and you can poop by yourself, why not? Yeah, no, kids, like, if you don't know the story with Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple became a star at the age of three. And when she was in, I think she was around like five or so, maybe actually she was four. She was four when she was doing these shows. She got picked up by a producer and was she was reenacting adult skits in this show. And a lot of them were sexual of nature. Yeah. So like think That's about that. That's a big thing that people are talking about right now, especially Shirley. I have been a I was a diehard Shirley Temple fan Me when I was too. a little kid. Me too. And it, they she was up there with and and we've talked about this before. I was a huge Mary Kate and Ashley fan. She was up there with Mary Kate and Ashley for me. And I had all of her movies, all of them. On VHS, obsessed. of course. 
Yes, on VHS, Same. of course. Um, and then later, my uncle bought me all of them on DVD. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. That's cool. Um, yeah. My favorite was her version of Heidi. Oh, my God. I loved watching. Um, She was my – any blonde girl on the television was my icon. Oh, I know. Like, we've talked about this. We're – our type is blonde. Yes. Um, But, no, I loved, adored Shirley Temple. And then I saw a video recently on TikTok, and I hadn't ever thought about it this deeply before, but I saw the video on TikTok about and it was a it was a, a video of Shirley Temple like from one of her early movies she's probably like five or six and this bitch is fucking talented as shit for real for a like, kid she, that age she was she was born to be a star like don't get me wrong and I'm sure she liked it sometimes um but I was watching the video and I was like why is this little girl like in basically bloomers and like a dress that barely covers her ass yeah dancing for these like 40 some year old men like yep. that's fucking weird and think and, about like, back in the day how like dress code standards for women weren't even that like not even close no it was and and i had never thought about it before but in that moment and i when i saw the clip i was like i feel uncomfortable yeah and it that's exactly what it was and this is still a case like on tiktok with chi- like child labor laws kind of intersect with tiktok because there's this huge thing where it's like, should you should you be putting your kids on the internet? There have been a lot of cases where Instagram was in existence since I was in eighth grade. So I was like probably 13, 12 or 13 at that time. So it's been like almost 10 years since Instagram really came out. But a lot of moms were putting their kids on Instagram and living mm-hmm off of funds through social media, which has got to well, be know- even more today. And kids have grown up and expressed how fucked up their lives have been because of that. Well, you know, um, the little girl on Vine, I don't know. Were you a big Vine fan? I loved Vine. Okay. You know the little girl that's like, I smell like beef? <laughs> I don't know that one. What? I'll no. send it to you. Okay. Um, she's like, I smell like beef. <laughs> um. Anyway, that little girl was basically famous by the time she could talk. And she's hilarious, don't get me wrong. And also, she seems fine. Like, she's never come out and said anything weird and, like, whatever. But she's, like, in grade school now. She's, like, in maybe, like, middle school probably. Um, But she's fucking hilarious. But I'm, like, her family probably made so much money off of her. Oh, like, yeah. Exactly. And they keep doing it because they see that money come in and they're like, oh, we got to keep this up. And she's still on the internet. She's still on Instagram, like, or not on, I mean, she's probably on Instagram, but she's still on YouTube. Like, I watch her videos and shit like that. She's on TikTok now, like, and she's still just as funny. And she hasn't, like, said anything that has been like, "Mm, maybe your parents kind of suck. So I think she's fine. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think kids should be exposed to that so early. No, it's one thing if you post a silly little video, like the look at all these chickens video, like, okay, that's cool. But that once you start monetizing your children on social media, it's kind of, it it becomes an ethical issue. Then, I mean, Brittany and the, you know, Brittany and her documentary that just came out, like. And right, because her parents took full advantage of her financially. Yeah. There are a lot of laws in place as of recent, like I'm talking within our lifetime, I think, that have come into effect where it's like you can't steal your child's money 
you have to put it like this percentage of money into a fund for them. And when they become of legal age, then they can access it. Like because parents were stealing their kids money who were child stars, like not to mention the psychological damage that child stars get. It's like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it's hard to find a child star that's not fucked up. We've talked about Macaulay Culkin before on this podcast. But I love him and I follow him still. Um, but he just got uh, actually he just got his um his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <gasps> nice. I know you should. I I sent you some TikToks, so you should watch it. But okay. anyway, he had the same thing. His family was taking advantage of him, and he's he was fucked up for so long. Damn. Yeah, he that. went and through a whole thing. Yeah, his dad was a fucking asshole. It's it's like when you have a child star. Children don't just walk out on the street and they're like, can I have a job? Like, their parents are the ones pushing that. Yeah. So, yeah. gotta say. But there's a difference between your kid being like, hey, I want to audition for Disney Channel. And you being like, okay, I'll support you in your dreams the second you want to stop. Let me know. Type yeah, like, thing. Emma Watson and- is a great example. Like, she was recruited out of her school. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know so much. But then once I did it, I liked it, you know, and I did all this stuff. Like, that's a healthy understanding of celebritydom from most a child. Of the kids, most of the kids from Harry Potter are a good example. Yeah, I agree. Like, pretty much all those kids. Because Harry, or, sorry, Daniel Radcliffe was very similar to Emma Watson. He also, I think, it was like a school thing. Yeah. Um, Or it was something similar to that. I don't know. Um, but all the kids from Harry Potter are a good example because all of those kids really wanted to do it. Right. But yeah, there's a difference between a kid being like, hey, I want to do this and your parent being like, oh, I see potential in you. You act in plays. Sorry. You. Okay. Mimi. <laughs> I'm like, you act in plays. You'd be awesome on TV. I'm going to take advantage of that. Right. Exact. Taking advantage of your children is a no-no. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So back into the industrial dad. A lot of these dads were, ironically, stay-at-home dads. So you wouldn't have thought that. But their careers were a lot of stay-at-home. And then the most important thing that happened to fathers was that they started working away and then sometimes away from their homes. So that's when that all started to, like, come into fruition. And then into the 20th century, the trend continued with commuting being a part of most fathers' lives. So in America, this was in the 1920s around there that men started to uh, have the rat race where they would commute into their jobs and drive or take the train, whatever. And that's kind of when that whole uh, when are you coming home from work thing started to originate from. So women began to take over traditional father's tasks, which we thought was always the woman's task, right? That's what we're taught through history. No, the fathers had done this in the past so that women now are starting to take this over, such as like educating children, taking care of them. And then not only were the fathers spending less time with their children, but they were gradually becoming de-skilled at this. So this is something like, have you ever heard of generational trauma? Yeah. So that's something that is biological. So what we're seeing now is like a lot of fathers are biologically driven away from understanding what it means to be a caretaker. That's why there's such a like big gap and a discrepancy between that as like work, like your career and taking care of children. Not the not to mention that it's a societal thing where we don't encourage that as much, but wild to think about it. And then imperialism and ongoing wars with the world wars, of course, meant all men had to be um, in the army and workforce and all of that. And they had to leave their families at a moment's notice. 
So that's when all of that started. Like children started to lose their fathers and dads who were returned, like they kept silent about their experiences. And there was communication between the child and the dad that no longer existed. That's really sad. Isn't that sad? Because they used to be a really big part of the family. Yeah, that's so sad. So then the last step here is the 21st century dad, which is exactly what you think it is with women achieving so much at work and the armed forces and politics, gender roles are up for grabs and men are beginning to feel proud of their involvement at home and like even more keen to do it. So it's like there's I would say that the 21st century dad is moving away from the 1950s dad is what I would like to dub it. And they're kind of looking for family leave, you know, parental leave because they're like, Mm -hmm. I just had a kid. Why can't I take off from work? Because we worked so hard to make sure that men weren't at home it's like now they're like hello can i please be at home with my kid so it's like that shows Plus, like the mom needs a break sometimes yeah Fuck. It, and it shows that men do still want to be there at home like they they still need that they crave that a lot of men want to have families i can mention yeah. a few of my personal friends who like are women and they didn't want to have kids or they weren't sure if they wanted to have kids and men the men their husbands were the ones who wanted to have the kids so it's like that's so funny because I'm one of those friends yeah no exactly like I I mean everyone's met men like this and it's we should allow them to do that we should encourage that so yeah in the 21st century dad men's leisure time is increasingly located at home now rather than outside of it a lot of remote jobs especially after COVID are becoming popular and the home is no longer so much of the woman's domain and so increasing home working and flexible working means some that fathers are getting to spend more time with their children even though working hours are long so like that's especially how i was raised i don't know about you you were raised a little bit differently but my my family life was like my parents evenly split a lot of the responsibilities i was equally as taken care of by my dad as i was my mom and like they both uh, worked here. they worked long hours like they were working people same yeah and in some districts as in like the early industrial revolution, there are more jobs for women than men, which is interesting. And like, think of how the repercussions of war kind of brought that in and how like Rosie the Riveter was like, oh, you can do it too. But then when the men came back home from war, um, they took all the women's jobs, which sparked a whole thing and like the whole um, uneven pay thing with women. So it just brought a lot into the light that women were like, we're doing this work too. What the fuck? And, then and the it- same work. Yeah, the same exact work and being paid less. And so in some families, women are earning more than men. So the number of home dads is increasing again. And adult children are living further away from their parents. And I think this is more of an American concept or it's a cultural thing. This is this differs across cultures as far as I'm aware. So dads are key to the child rearing team. And then quote unquote new dad in terms of more men spending more time caring for babies and young children is more visible and more common. But in all eras, there have been these highly involved fathers that we now call these new dads. Um, and that's pretty much the end of the, the history lesson there. Wow. I loved that journey. Yeah. Dads have really always been involved in families and they've always wanted to be involved in families. And I will argue in the 1950s when there were the most problems at home, that that was during that time where at least America men and women were split where women were supposed to be at home with the kids dad were supposed to be out like that's when people had the most conflict at home well you need you need two people when taking care of a child it takes a village what happened to that sentiment yeah honestly Alrighty, i think we should go into dad jokes okay you want to start minor um so of course i'm gonna take the dirty route right same i'm glad we picked the same thing 
Great. Great. <laughs> that wine is hitting me. I haven't drank in a while. So, like, one glass of wine is like. <laughs> three She's glasses. been busy. Uh, She's a working woman. A working nine to five. <laughs> that's me. All right. Why didn't one get together with three? They weren't ready to try a threesome. Uh, I was not going to get them. <laughs> Are you going to try and guess them or you want me to just read I, them? I'm trying to guess them, but I didn't get that one. Oh, do you want to okay. alternate? Yes. Okay, I'll do this one. I don't think we have enough time for my stories, but no, I we can... can. Yeah, we can do your stories. Okay. Okay. What do you call a sexuality where you're attracted to men and women, but they're not attracted to you? Just single. By yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. Um, What do you call a masturbating cow? I don't know. Beef stroganoff. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I asked a German girl for her number, and I'm still waiting for the rest of the digits. So far, all I have is nine. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, God. Um, you're going to love this one. What's six inches long and has two nuts at the end? What? An almond joy. Oh, my God. I do love that one. There's only one nut. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of the times, they'll just, like, throw them in there, and they aren't even. And so, like, you get, like, only coconut, and then... That's true. Sometimes Sometimes they do have two. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get, oh, double almond. Yeah, an unfortunate circumstance, if I can chime in. I just like the (laughs) coconut and chocolate. Okay. I don't like coconut at all. I love the coconuts. I have tattoos on my shoulder, and when people are sad, I let them color them in. Some people just need a shoulder to cray on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you like these. That one's funny. I like that one. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, What do you call it when a hotel mattress is ruined from too much vacation sex? What? Spring break. Ah, that one's good. Yeah. (laughs) i'm going to open a food truck that sells chicken sandwiches park it next to chick-fil-a and open it only on sundays it will be called side chick (laughs) i would love to do that i would go there i would go there just just because they spited chick-fil-a honestly just because they're open on sundays yes (laughs) i can't tell you the number of sundays i'm traveling and driving down the road I'm like, all I want is Chick-fil-A. And then I realize it's Sunday. Same. Terribles. Gonorrhea would have been a great name for, for a diarrhea medicine. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that is a Too bad. Too bad Too they bad. Named, it a, uh, n- named it STD after it. <laughs> that name has been taken. Yes. <laughs> what do you call a food fight with an unlimited amount of food? <laughs> what? All you can eat. that's so bad (laughs) i love that one all right did you hear that the proctologist's longtime girlfriend broke it off with him it was it absolutely wrecked him ah (laughs) it took me a minute (laughs) (laughs) what do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their game in a hotel lobby this one's so stupid 
Wait, can you read it again? I'm sorry, I blacked out a little bit. <laughs> what do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their game in a hotel lobby? What? Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. Oh my god. I had to throw <laughs> a Christmas one in there. <laughs> oh god. All right, this is my last one. Did you hear about the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter? Oh my god. <laughs> Pretty nuts. Uh. <laughs> pretty nuts i feel like fake butter tastes better than real butter but only margarinally (laughs) i got a few more the wife asked if she should put the christmas tree up herself i said it would look better in the front room what i'll (laughs) read again the wife asked if she could put the christmas tree up herself i said it would look better in the front room (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous and then my last one oh no i have two more no i have three no i have four more (laughs) five more i mean do you want me to get some more i can get some more no no no. i'm just gonna read the rest of these what what do you call a hippie's wife Hmm. mrs hippie mrs hippie oh (laughs) that's kind of lame these are bad this one's so dad just so everyone is clear i'm going to put my glasses on Ugh. It's so dad. If you're looking for a job, try search and rescue. They're always looking for people. Jesus Christ. Not a bad point. This one's my favorite one. My grandpa has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Okay, this, this is my last one. The guy at the furniture store told me that the sofa would seat five people without any problem. Then it dawned on me that I don't think I know five people without any problems. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end. Oh, gosh. Okay, I had such a problem finding daddy issues story, like girls with daddy issues stories. Like every freaking um, Reddit thread was like, I hate how like um, this is so like sexualized and like offensive and me 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 and I was like shut up this is hilarious <laughs> like you have daddy issues that's fucking funny sorry. shut up you funny lady like I'm sorry I mean if you have like real daddy issues where it's like not okay then it's like oh you have a shit dad like, but you like need therapy yeah. But, like, if you have daddy issues in, like, the funny way, then I'm going to laugh about it. <laughs> right? Okay. Let's hear your story. So, I had a hell of a time finding funny daddy issue stories. But this is my one that I found. All right. I was kind of drunk at a house party and flirting with everyone. At one point... That sounds like me. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that's me. At one point, I go to the bathroom, do my thing... And when I come out, there's this little girl, not a little girl, but like, like short girl. <laughs> yeah. When I come out, there's this little, it says chubbier girl, but I didn't want to say that because that sounded offensive. Okay. That changes the little girl aspect too. Sorry. There was this little chubbier girl. Sorry. I didn't want to say it, but it's in here. So it's better than small child walking out into yeah, a party. That's true. That's true. Okay. There was a small, there was a little, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Third time's a charm. There was this little chubbier girl that I complimented earlier standing at the door just grinning at me. I didn't invite her in, but I did step back with the door open to see if she would come in or if she would move out of the way and she walked in. 
instantly I started making out with her. What? <laughs> and put my hand, put her hand on my crotch, to which she started undoing my belt and pants. At a party? Yes. What? I don't know, man. I never got invited to parties, so I can I cannot relate. I lean back and she starts going down on me. What? I'm having yeah. I'm having fun with it, so I hold her by her hair and rough it up a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. I notice she's getting turned on by it. So I go a little further and leave it inside her mouth, deep throat for a sec. She coughs, I pull out, and she starts spitting a bit. And I'm like, holy shit, I went too far. <laughs> Story has all of so a sudden. All of a sudden, she grabs my dick again and looks up and says, Tell me daddy likes it. Tell me daddy fucking likes it, please. <gasps> Goodbye. Daddy is so pleased with you. She <laughs> gagged She gagged some more on it, and I jerked myself off until I was close enough for her to finish, for me to finish in her mouth. To each their own. Don't know her name, and she might have not been exactly my type, but daddy issues are fantastic on Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was a very short story and also alarming at a party. All of my stories are very short. So, <laughs> so like I said, I went down the daddy issues story train, but I didn't get very far. So I went into the one time my dad did blank type of stories. Okay. So I have a few of those. They're pretty small, but... It'll be funny. When I was walking out to my car... Oh, this is from some anonymous person on Reddit. All of these are from Reddit, by the way. The most trusted source, of course. All right, so this is from a deleted user. When I was walking out to my car to leave for college, my dad yelled, Hey! From the front door. I turned around. He takes this huge box of magnum-sized condoms and throws them at me (laughs) as hard as he can. They hit me in the nose as he yells, care package, and then runs inside laughing. That's very flattering, but I don't have much use for them. He had high ambitions. He did. He he was being helpful, really. Um, I'm sorry for your small dick. <laughs> okay, this one had me cackling at work. No one noticed, of course, because the people <laughs> that I work with are very focused. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see my dad much. He lived eight miles away and was getting his life together. I tried to see him once a month for a weekend. I would bring my homework and spend a few days with him. I'm sitting at his computer while he's watching TV in the same room, and he turns to me and asks if I want to quote-unquote see something. He retrieves a cardboard box from his closet and sets it on my lap. I open it. Staring at me in the face is a 15-inch giant girthy purple dildo. Why? I look up at him with a confused expression and he laughs out with a Cheshire grin. I'm going to make a a lamp out of it. What? (laughs) That's such a bad thing to do. I know. Some shit my dad would do. He would. We laugh about it for the rest of the weekend, making dumb jokes. It was fun. 
But soon I leave for home and I forget about the jokes and the dong. I return a month later and open the door to his apartment <laughs> and I see that all the walls have a faint purple hue. Looking down, I see this giant glowing purple dick suction cupped <laughs> to my dad's coffee table. Yes. I drop my bags down, jaw. Uh, wait, I draw my bags slack jawed as he steps up behind me and claps twice and the lamp turns off. My dad made a dick lamp and then gave them a clap. What? Is that a joke? My dad made a dick lamp and then and then gave it the clap. I don't get I it. I don't know. Anyway, he had a <laughs> giant dildo and he made it into a lamp. That is truly noteworthy. That's award-winning dad material. Really? All right. This one is by motherfucker with five A's. <laughs> All right, this is from another anonymous user. One time, I was about 10, my dad called me into his room. He and my mom were there completely naked. Oh my God. Standing around and laying their clothes down, ready to get dressed. They acted like the situation was completely normal and asked me about some random thing. I eventually blocked this memory out and thought it would, thought it to be a dream. But then 10 years later, they told me that that was their way of showing me what the body looks like. Oh, my God. Because I was getting close to, quote unquote, that age. No, that's traumatizing. This person commented, I can't argue with their logic, but I question their methods. I do agree. Do agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is my last. This was a few years back, but my dad really got into my pot brownies. (laughs) Only way I know this is because I woke up in the middle of the night to him putting baby socks on my dog. (laughs) His only statement was, dogs shouldn't have cold feet. You know what? I can get behind that. Yeah, and then someone commented, I think your dad knew what he was doing. Yeah, I think so. That was clear-minded dadness. Yeah. I think that's an absolutely logical reason to put baby socks on a dog. I think about that sober quite often. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mimi could have socks. I would love to see Mimi with socks. God, you think she, like, puts litter everywhere in the house now? Good lord. <laughs> that shit is all over my bed. You gotta like, get her constantly. a private bathroom. Dude, I know. I'm like, fuck me. She said I'm breaking it in. That's all I got. Love it. I wish I had more daddy issue stories, but everyone on Reddit was being a party pooper, so. Yeah, you guys suck with your trauma family drama like i want to hear some funny fucked up stories oh i did read this one where someone asked on reddit if it like what it was like to have a girlfriend with daddy issues and the comments were like the sex is amazing well that first story confirms it Oh, God. I'm just, it cracks me up that he never said anything. It was just this bitch that was sucking him off was the only one saying anything. No, really, though. And he was like, yeah, this is great. He's like, you know what? I'm just here for a good time. (laughs) She said, me too. She said, oh, daddy likes it. (laughs) I would be like, oh, no. That would gross me out. I don't like that stuff. No. What is that story that you told the other time where the girlfriend kept calling him like grandma or something? (laughs) Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. um, I forget the whole story, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, uh, basically instead of her, because he wanted to be called daddy (laughs) and 
she didn't like that. So then <laughs> during sex, she started talking about how she said, oh, yeah, grandma likes when you <laughs> touch me there or something like that. And then he got super grossed out and she was like, hmm, wonder how that feels. <laughs> That's the best thing I had ever heard. It's so good. Well, from yeah, these no. two grandmas, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to support us, please go over and follow us on Chew and Swallow the Podcast on Instagram and Chew and Swallow the Podcast also on TikTok. If you would also like to donate, we would greatly appreciate your support. Just go to www.paypal.com slash paypalme slash chew and swallow. Anything helps, but honestly, your listens are enough. We love you. We love you. Thank you for being the best daddies. Bye. Bye.